Have you been shadow banned by the liberal media? Free market got you down? Do you get ratioed on every Twitter post because of your shit takes on literally everything? Then producer Dave and HK are probably watching your three-hour dissertation on how a tomato cannot possibly be a fruit because gender and critical race theory can be cured with ivermectin. The Intellectual Dollar Tree, every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Please leave it a one-star review on iTunes. Check out the rest of our schedule at ecoplexmedia.com. Fuck off, jerk off! I don't wanna hear it! Fuck off, jerk off! Read it to the lyrics! Don't let the fuck you feel 
everybody. Welcome to the Plex. Welcome podcast listeners and thanks live viewers and listeners for sticking around for the podcast hour of the show. This show is live every Sunday from 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific and beyond into red light on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash Media. I'm producer Dave. You can find me on Grinder, and joining us as a co-host of the big show, the Sunday show, the flagship show for the very first time. Who are you, sir? I am Justin Freakin. You can find me pretty much all the social medias as Justin Freakin, except for the tw- or the Twitter. They don't let me on there anymore. I don't know why. Hopefully, Elon will bring me back. Now, Dave, will you be a nice guy and uh, give the people what they want? Police officers. I don't hate the cops. Oh, there's a person inside when the truncheon stops Oh, donate the cops Oh, when the raiders come Who will protect the shops? Donate the cops They're a sensitive bunch If you don't stop throwing your rocks Snap, crackle, pop It's the sound of a taser Your body drops Donate the cops oh, Donate the cops Donate the cops oh, Donate the Like your local police Cause they don't do nothing wrong Like your local police Got rid of the corruption And the racism is gone They've been keeping the peace Keeping homeless folks out of the parks and malls Got a cure for your social disease Follow the law, don't hate the cops 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 Put your hands above your head And show you're not a Everybody topping our news tonight, whatever that means. Sometimes Joe Biden are right, not always, but sometimes Joe Biden are right. And here's a, here's an example of that. Am I the bottom for the news? Republicans, officials who had hundreds of thousands of dollars of debts, even millions of dollars in pandemic relief loans forgiven, who now are attacking attacking me for helping working class and middle class Americans. My team at the White House posted a video, a video of those folks online 
You should check it out. Marjorie Taylor Greene, she got over, she and her husband got $180,000 in business loans forgiven. Her ex-husband, sir? From the PPP program. She well, I would assume they're separated at the moment, just to be accurate. For working Factu- factual, yes. Representative Vern Buchanan of Florida said our plan was reckless. Guess how much he got in that program, forgiven? $2,300,000. This is not a joke. Can't make this stuff up. Republican governors wrote me, wrote me a letter saying this relief was only helps the elite few. You all know you're the elite few? I knew you were really special, but know you're the elite few. I'm serious. Ted Cruz, the great senator from Texas, he said it's for slackers, quote, slackers who don't deserve relief. Who in the hell do they think they are? Yeah, he still got it sometimes. I mean, but that shit right there is like a slam dunk. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you can't just go through all of the people who are saying that, um, you know, oh, all this is this is wasteful spending or whatever. If you can't like just go through the people that are saying that and kind of cross reference who got PPP loans like that's you're just not even trying. Well, I really I like the line to the uh, the students that he had on stage. Like, did you know you're the elite few? Yeah, I mean, they are. They're the, <laughs> they're in the Congress. Well, it was a compliment to them. It lifted them up, and it uh, it was condescending to the right-wing assholes. Based. He's getting better, I think, generally throughout his presidency. I think he pulled, like, he went in under the same sort of illusion that Obama went in under, that he was going to be able to, like, work with the Republicans because he was going to be reasonable and because he wasn't as far left as they claimed he was. But he seems to have caught on a little more quickly that that's just what is not going to happen. Well, the five is always good for a chuckle. Yeah, the five is always good for a chuckle. It's like it's like a version of uh, the Plex, right? They have to do it every night, and they have a budget, and everyone on the show's a fucking idiot. <laughs> was this uh, chocolate double chocolate? They're going to fucking complain about the ice cream, dude. They're going to complain about the fucking ice cream. People That's one of the coolest things about Joe Biden. People are struggling and, and he's eating ice cream. Ice cream is not a delicacy. President Biden being accused of bad optics, to say the least, while boasting about the economy. The president enjoying some ice cream while bragging that he is doing a good job. Judge, I imagine that the chief of staff, Ron Klain, probably got some calls after that viral video of the ice cream saying this is not helpful. Oh, how wasted is Judge Jeanine? You know, Dana, I couldn't help but think uh, about Marie Antoinette, like, let them eat cake. Here it is. No, no, this is not the Nancy Pelosi with the expensive ass freezer and the expensive ice cream. No, this is just him going into probably a local store, maybe a Baskin Robbins, because I've seen him do that as well, and just getting a cone and... You know, giving comments to reporters off the cuff because he's got a press pool. That, that, but like usually when a president does that, it's in like a local store and he's wanting to get the the, the press. And the other hey, thing our is, policies has helped the shop owner out, kind of deal. And the other thing is, this is not analogous either because during the time of Marie Antoinette, most people actually did not have cake. But your average American can get some ice cream. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't even think she said anything about cake. No, she said it was like Marie Antoinette. So, and the Marie Antoinette thing is like, anyway, 
symbolism of a grown man holding an ice cream cone is awful. Wait, what? Men should only lick ice cream cones on vacation. Licking an ice cream cone as a man is a very personal thing. It should not be done in public. He is maybe on vacation. Licking, maybe he's always on vacation, so I guess he can get away with it. But you're really exposed. Your tongue is out. You're licking something. Mm. It's not mainly to eat ice cream, producer Dave. This is Jesse Waters. He is possibly the least funny. He's less funny than Greg Gutfeld. Is he trying to be funny? Yes. The Five is kind of like com- the Five is kind of like their comedy news show. Have to have ice cream. Get it in a bowl. Yeah. Use a spoon for mm-hmm. the ice cream. Mm-hmm. Hold anything. Hold a press conference. Patinate it in a bowl. Hold a meeting. Yeah. We just poured it down his gullet in a bucket. That would be cool. But the, the sight of, of, of a man in a suit, the commander-in-chief, licking an ice cream. This is on a channel labeled news. Strong as hell. That will live in infamy. Like Dukakis and the tank? I was going to say, like, mission accomplished, Dana, but I'm sorry. <laughs> what the fuck? He just went somewhere and had an ice cream. They're really struggling for something to attack Joe Biden on when that's all they got. He went and had an ice cream cone. It looked like a pretty good ice cream cone, actually. It was a waffle cone. And he wasn't licking it. It looked like he was biting it. That means he still got good teeth or his teeth are fake. I don't know which it is. I wonder if they told him that because like, as, as far as I know, his favorite uh, flavor is double chocolate chocolate. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe they were out of it and he was still cool. And he's like, well, I'll do the Oreo. Maybe he mixes it up. Maybe he likes a variety, but his favorite is double chocolate chocolate. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a presidential groupie like you, sir. I don't know that. Anyway, we're going to move on to the next story. Here we got, we got Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton talks about George Soros and human trafficking on the fucking Steve Bannon show. I just want to point we're out that Ken Paxton outrage. was indicted for fraud five years ago. We're seeing another outrage in Texas. And one of the things people come to me and go, hey, how can this be happening in Texas? A couple other states, you know, it's hard enough to imagine any adults would do this. But I you think can see lot- maybe some okay. other states. How's it happening in Texas? I think a lot of people have figured this out. George Soros has figured this out clearly because he's going, he's electing DAs all over our, our state. I think a lot of liberal groups have figured this out. Our law has a massive loophole in it, and the legislature can address it. They just have not. The DAs have been very powerful, and they have really lobbied to keep me. Like, I tried to get the authority just to prosecute human trafficking, and they, they fought me and stopped it. And all I asked was, hey, I want to prosecute human trafficking where the DAs are not. In other words, I get they get a first right of refusal. If they want to do it, they can do it. But if they're not going to do it, then I want to do it. They fought that, and they have fought any attempt by my office or any other office to have the ability to have a backup. If we have a DA who, who is allowing crime, they can do that in our state. They can allow as much crime as they want from their friends or anybody else, including themselves. And in our state, the legislature has never provided a backup. And that, this is a long-term problem. That's and not the, the job of attorney general. So you're going to see more and more of this until... The legislature addresses this or until it's too late, we lose and we can't fix it. So maybe they, first of all, you're right. The the attorney general, um, generally, if the state AG's office comes after you, it's because of like a financial crime, things that happen across county lines where, where you would have like jurisdictional, like territorial pissing or just jurisdictional problems because it happened in more than one county. That's like sort of like the same way the feds will go after you if you, if your crime crosses state lines. 
but also maybe they don't want him doing this because he's fucking incompetent indicted for fraud five years ago but i want to know was that before or after steve bannon was sentenced because i find it hilarious if like he was sentenced that morning and then went and did his show that afternoon brings on indicted ken paxton it was like hey let's have a criminal powwow over here on the steve bannon pandemic war room I think, I don't know what day that was actually, because I don't do this chronologically. I try to do this like thematically, but <clears throat> wasn't Bannon sentenced the prior week? I think it was like this past Thursday, but I might be wrong on that because I am a stoner. That That's, that's possible. We're going to move on to Marjorie, the gathering. She's going to talk about the only kind of white race. The only kind of racism that matters is anti-white racism. And I'll call out racism everywhere I see it. And this anti-white racism is growing and it's dangerous. It's very, very dangerous. Stacey Abrams just tweeted out uh, a very racist uh, Twitter thread yesterday talking about uh, just more anti-white racism and talking about how she wants to only promote uh, black communities here in Georgia. But yet she wants to be governor of Georgia. I'm sorry, if you're governor, you represent everyone in our state. She's I can't done, imagine she said that. Yeah, I'd be. I'd have to go look at the tweet. She's done voter registration drives where she was certainly not just registering white, uh, black people, and certainly not just registering Democrats either. So they love to lie about what other people say. You can never trust a right winger on any quote. You look up what somebody actually said, and you're like, okay, that is nothing like what you portrayed it to me. So this week, Hannity had a, a town hall. Which is fine. It's a reasonable thing to do as a newscaster, right? But what if your town hall is actually just a commercial for Herschel Walker's campaign? Then maybe this, maybe you can't really call yourself a news show. I mean, you can, but then we're going to talk shit about you. This is not the first time that Sean Hannity has been guilty of this very thing. He did it for Trump. Joining us now, let's give a warm Georgia welcome. Georgia Senate candidate Herschel Walker. He doesn't even know how to say the guy's name, Herschel. How you doing? You doing all right? Hello. Wow. Uh, oh. Wait, why is this breaking news? They probably planned this like a couple months in advance. The breaking news Chiron doesn't seem to belong here. Yes. 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 I think you're loved. Oh. For the record... Family. Y'all didn't clap as loud for me. I'm just saying. But yes, yeah, yeah, that's that's family, family. Yes. Let's do a. Quick Wait, didn't you try to kill your wife? Yeah. Let's do a quick. Po- yeah. How many in this crowd think that Herschel won the debate Friday night? Well, they, are you saying they were under duress? He was threatening them to clap for him. <laughs> Maybe. Well, uh, to be honest, You're pretty scary dude. To be honest, I think uh, Raphael Warnock think I won as well. So it is a big deal. Yes. yes. I don't think he'd admit it though. Yes. You know. Well, that's great. There's your next senator from Georgia, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I don't, I don't, that's going to be close. It's going to be a squeaker, but I think he's probably going to win. I think you're right. I don't, I don't like saying Apparently it. he is, he has plummeted in the last week and he dropped about 10 points. So, and Warnock had a good uh, three or four edge on him going into the last couple of weeks. So I, I, it looks, it looks pretty safe that Warnock is not going to lose. We'll see. Polling is <clears throat> polling 
like on the national level, strangely enough, is usually pretty accurate. But the problem is we don't do national like for the president. We don't do the election based on popular votes. So it's also like fucking irrelevant. Polling in like state races is sometimes just off. Just it's a little spotty. Yeah, grossly off. Anyway, here's a little bit more of that town hall, because I know that's, you know, you're like, I couldn't even see more of the town hall. You're like, what do you mean? I wanted to see more of that. If you give the people what they want, the people of Georgia, I want to make sure I'm right. Lower taxes, controlled borders, uh, refund the police, get rid of the idiotic, no bail laws. You will support energy independence and you will support reading, writing, Writing. math, history, science. Yes. Except, you know, some of some the woke agenda. Yes. Yeah. Producer Dave, Lindsey Graham is sitting there next to them. I'm amazed that Lindsey Graham actually went back to Georgia because I figured he would be afraid they'd put the handcuffs on him when he walked in to the state. Oh, that was that the powerful people club never gets never gets their just desserts. I don't think unless they really piss off other people in the powerful people club. I'm surprised Lindsey Graham went back to the state of Georgia at all because he's one of the he's one of the people that one of the main criticisms of his constituents, even those who voted for him, is that he doesn't spend any time in Georgia. Continue to say I will support Amen. our military because our military is our strength, Amen. and we have to continue to support our military. All right, we'll take a break. More with Herschel Walker, Senator Tim Scott, Senator Lindsey Graham. Our town hall from the great state of Georgia continues. Thank you for being with us. This is us. a commercial Please campaign stay. ad. And even gets Senator Lindsey Graham to come on to cheerlead for him, too. And I believe that was Tim Scott sitting next to. But Scott's actually the uh, the Senate, the Republican Senate, uh, uh, camp, whatever their committee is to get Republicans elected. So he makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the people on the stage make sense. It's just like shoddy journalism. By that, I mean Sean Hannity. So... <laughs> In a strange turn of events, it looks like Kanye West is going to buy Parler. So here's from the 17th. That would be Monday. This is before Kanye West announced that he was going to buy Parler. Marita Bartiromo has the CEO, the current CEO of Parler on to talk about Kanye West on her Fox show. Look, you've done so much for free speech, and I know that uh, many you know, on Fox Business of us thank you for all that you've done at Parlor, and the same with Truth Social, because there is so much censorship going on, George. So we all agree with you on that. I got kicked off of Parlor the first week it was there because I called. Uh, it's, I said that uh, Dan Bongino's head was an empty cube. But I wonder what you think about what Kanye West was tweeting about last week. Of course, it unnerved many people when he tar- started talking about the Jewish community. Some say it was anti-Semitic. What are like you anybody who listened to it? The, the fucking neo-Nazis thought it was anti-Semitic. I'm going to go with they're the experts on anti-Semitism, right? And it was it was on their channel. It was on Fox. No, one of the times. Look, I think, uh, you know, he actually said yesterday in his uh, podcast interview um, from Miami at the Drinks Champ one that uh, that that was a mistake. And um, I think that that's important to highlight Uh, the 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 tweet that he put out last week. As far as I could understand, it was an incorrect reference to DEFCON, um, obviously worded very badly. and, and, And and I think that that was, as he said yesterday, a mistake. 
he he's obviously willing to have conversations that plenty of people want to have and and i think he's trying to engage in in the free speech environment um specific comments about his personal opinions i obviously can't comment because i'm not him uh but i would like to say that he's now in a place where he's fallen victim to the cancellation narrative um whether or not what he said offended some people of course is up for conversation but in in all worlds the only cure for for wrong ideas is is more ideas it's it's more speech not less speech right and so censorship in any format is never a good thing and this is what we and he agree on um and we have been very excited to work with him on putting this deal together and and once again we get woke corporations pushing back and you know it's a dangerous situation to have companies deciding who can do business with them and who can't wait that's Obviously, not dangerous decision to acquire parlor also was based on getting locked out of yeah the i thought they fought like in the supreme court for the baker to be able to decide that they didn't have to do business with people and they could discriminate against whoever they wanted to literally that's what they were on about what 10 years ago right and it's weird though because like like they were trying it was like over a lesbian couple but uh after Oberfell, i think it was became pretty clear that uh homosexuality is a protected class it was that the 14th amendment was cited in overturning um the bans on uh, gay marriage but uh, being an anti-Semite isn't a protected class. That's your behavior, not something intrinsic about who you are. Pushback on, on his free speech. Uh, George, what else can be done in, in terms of leveling the playing field with regard to this woke uh, backdrop that we are all living in? And I just had the idea of free speech. You don't have free speech on Twitter. You have the, you have the freedom to go start your own website. That's free speech. You can do your own hosting. Hosting is expensive. This, so this free speech absolutism shit was probably fine before, like the I would say like the second generation of social media, which is where we're at now. With like the first generation was like Friendster and my and uh, MySpace and maybe to some extent like Daily Kos when the blogosphere kind of came up. And okay, we could have maybe made that argument then because the potential to reach was so much smaller. But now your potential reach is massive. And so these companies have advertisers they have to answer to. And in the end, the advertisers are calling the shots, right? Because if you're an ad representative for the Jeep company, you don't want your ad next to Kanye West saying he's going DEFCON 3 on the Jews. It just isn't yep. a good place for your ad to be. It's a bad place for your ad. You're not getting any value out of your ad because people are going to be attracted not attracted to but their eye will be drawn to the thing under it they do not understand that these companies are answering to their advertisers their corporate sponsors what makes them money it's the capitalist incentive and these these companies are little c conservative right they these companies are risk averse i'm talking about like jeep or the firms on madison avenue the ad big ad firms on madison avenue they're yeah they're little c conservative they're risk averse they don't want to get in the shit. They just want to sell their Tide or their truck or their car. Want to put out a wholesome ad that appeals to everybody if possible. And uh, like you say, every once in a while, they'll, these, the, somebody will get a bug up their butt and be like, you know, we whip up a little controversy actually here. Get some free press by getting everybody to like call us woke and then a bunch of people defend us. I know you've been talking about that a lot. I know maybe you're not talking about it as much lately, but 
I know you said that this might be a strategy by an advertiser, and I think you're probably right. But yeah, it's who pays for you know. It, I don't like the if you're not paying for the service, the product is you because if you're not paying for the service, the service is just ad supported. And sure, I guess your eyeballs are kind of the product, but the product is the access to you as the the user of the of the site. Well, they do also they sell data, right? So you can get, and it's not me specific. It is. Uh, this is a 35 year old who lives in this area and buys this. But I'm not even 35. I'm like 38 or 39. I don't even know. But uh, it fits in this age range. Has these habits. Views this, this, and this. And that data is incredibly uh, um, valuable to advertisers. Right, and there's not a lot of people buying ads against anti-Semitism. Yep. That's not a that's not a a factor that people are that advertisers are looking for. They're like, you know who I'd really like to appeal to? The fucking anti-Semites. Because again, these ad companies are all in New York. I mean, maybe if you're producing Nazi flags or something, but Right, but then Madison Avenue companies are not gonna like pick you up as a client, right? Because they're in New York. New York, like Jewish people are a huge part of New York City's culture. And yeah, it's just, you know, it's the way it goes, man. It's tough, tough shit. You know, that's why this parlor gab, uh, truth social aren't going to do very well in the end because they're going to have a real hard time getting good, like repeat advertising business from the big ad firms that do the big ad buys. Like and these, the user experience is shit as well. Yeah. I remember when parlor first came out, me and a uh, Kunsterfuge, uh, he was in our discord. He's a bit of, he's a web dev and we were kind of going over, um, like the error messages and shit we were getting from Parler's website when we were trying to log in. And then I got kicked off of Parler, but that's a whole different story. Uh, we talk a lot of shit on the uh, so-called like legacy media here, but one of the people doing a really good job in the legacy media, and I don't know how he got and keeps his job over there at CNN, is Donio Sullivan. Does reports on QAnon and um, online extremism. And uh, here's him doing more of that good work because we don't ever have like a story of somebody doing the good work. How seriously should we be taking this? How worried if some random person on the internet is posting this? Should we really be that concerned by it? I think we have to. This is speaking to people throughout the United States who are saying, okay, it's acceptable to call for the death of an American official. What kind of country is that? Experts who track extremism online say in recent months there has been an uptick in violent threats, even talk of civil war, and Trump is at the center of it. A major flashpoint, the FBI search of Mar-a-Lago. Every time very responsible of him to not call it a raid this is a backstreet boy isn't it he put used to be now he's a talking head to a dramatic uptick in violent he's been the seventh backstreet boy lock and load read one response to the fbi search on a pro-trump form another user replied are we not in a cold civil war at this point that poster banana guard 62 turned out to be a washington state man who has pleaded guilty to unlawfully entering the capitol on january 6th his account identified by the group advanced democracy banana guard ring ring banana guard a cause for concern but it's actually ring ring it's the fbi We're, we're at your front door not just anonymous online trolls beating the civil war drum democrats want republicans dead and they've already started the killings we are Wait, the closest to civil war two we've ever been they plan on having a civil war that brings down america take a seat great alex jones will eat your ass agent read through some of the violent rhetoric that came after the mar-a-lago search 
Every FBI agent who doesn't quit in the next few weeks is an enemy of the Republic. The FBI is now and forever known as the Gestapo. Treat them like you would treat a Nazi or a Marxist agent coming for your kids. This makes me angry, obviously, personally, as a former FBI agent, to compare them to the Gestapo. You know he's a former FBI agent because he's got a decent suit now. To call them Nazis and Marxists, to say that they should be treated as such, is an offense to everyone who works in law enforcement. Yeah, What's wrong with Marxists? We'll say there's been talk of civil war in this country since the civil war ended. What makes this moment different? It feels different during this period in this election. It seems like the country is the really FBI is like the Red Scare has come back on us now. That's the problem. Messages and we're breaking off into different factions like we've never seen our citizenry do before. Calls for civil war intensified around January 6th and have been simmering ever since. Here's what one couple had to say outside a Trump rally two days before the Capitol attack. Will you accept Joe Biden as president? No, he'll never be my president. Okay. But you know, you accept that he's going to be inaugurated? No, I don't. I mean, how could that change at this point? Well, it could be a civil war. You never know. You don't actually want a civil war, do you? I don't. You don't well, show us the voting machines. Show us the ballots. Show us that... Like you personally? Or we'll never accept another vote again, ever. I've done systems administration and network security, and I don't think I'm qualified to look at one of those voting machines and tell you whether or not something happened. Who's that guy? Well, I saw some elected QAnon official, and he was like, they showed me the machines, but I don't know what I'm looking at. It's like, well, no shit. That's the point, dude. That's the point. I think the only the main problem with and it's maybe one of my like ideological bugaboos is I think these machines should be running uh, open source only. The code should be audited. Be able you should be able to send it to anybody to audit it. People think that once the code's open source, the shit's easier to hack. That's just wrong. People find the vulnerabilities immediately and they're patched. Belief in the lie of a stolen election that helps fuel talk of a second civil war. They see themselves as true patriots, the defenders of American identity. Well, it can't be open source because voting is a lucrative business in this country. Necessary to safeguard America's identity. Barbara Walter has studied civil conflicts around the world. Why'd you say that by even having a conversation about the prospect of a civil war in the United States, that we're being alarmist, just even talking about this? I wish that were the case. I wish if I stopped talking about this, if everybody else stopped talking about it, this problem would go away. But the reality is there are violent extremists who want to overturn the current system. When you go and you talk to people who've lived through civil wars, and I've talked to a lot of them, places like Sarajevo and Baghdad and Belfast, and you ask them if they saw it coming, they all say the same thing. They all say, no, we had no idea. And Anderson, you know, I think two years ago, we would not have done a story like this about anonymous comments on the Internet. But what we have seen since January 6th is that some of those people who are making those comments uh, go on to commit violent acts. And that is the big challenge for law enforcement, figuring out uh, of these commenters who are the uh, keyboard warriors who will never step out from their basements or from behind their computer screens and who uh, may pose an actual threat uh, mm. and go on to commit these violent acts. It's, it's a really, really difficult task. Yeah, Donio Sullivan, appreciate it. That guy does the good work, everybody. Donio Sullivan sh shows up at like risk to himself going to these events too, because everybody knows who he is now because he's on CNN all the time. Go oh, and they hate CNN. <sighs> oh, they boy, do they hate CNN. And yeah, I don't know. So uh, we're uh, as as is often the case, 
not going to get to everything on the docket, so we're going to skip ahead a little bit here. Let's uh, let's check out this story about how Fox is going to do a mock a mock trial of one Hunter Biden. Um, I don't know if their mock trial of Hunter Biden is going to be as good as that Hunter Biden movie we watched. That Hunter Biden movie we watched on stream was just incredible. I'm still stunned about Joe Biden showing up in a cape. Hunter Biden is the most protected person in the coolest picture they could have picked. Money laundering. Illegal foreign lobbying. You have the laptop. Infamous big guy email. The son of the vice president is doing deals funded by the Chinese government. There are so many pieces of evidence. The media has ignored it. Because Ron Johnson? Elected president. Of course. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury. I am here to defend Hunter Biden. There were attempting to influence policy. Objection, Your Honor. Let's look at photographs. This is what I think of these photographs. We really... Was that like Judge Joe? was said between him and these people. Did he commit bribery? Your Honor, if you're going to try my case, try not to lose it. At this time, the prosecution rests. The trial of Hunter Biden, streaming all this week, exclusively on Fox Nation. <laughs> I'm amazed they can get an Alan Dershowitz. Alan Dershowitz is a real lawyer who is defending real scumbags right now, I'm sure. Isn't he defending the Mike Pillow? Quite possibly. That would make perfect sense. Do you remember uh, Amon Bundy, who famously uh, took over uh, Bird Sanctuary? Who could forget? That's not the only thing. He had a standoff with the feds over over grazing cattle. He's run for office. The man is the man is just nonstop entertainment. Well, he's running for office again. Unfortunately, uh, I do. One of his sons or a, a friend of his died. Like this has turned like deadly with him. Yeah, yeah. One of the members of his his group uh, was killed by the FBI. I think as he was trying to flee the bird sanctuary. But I just yeah. gotta say, I just gotta say real quick. There's nothing. You are not a tough guy if you take over a fucking bird sanctuary. Like, who's gonna stop you? But I did like well, the people. Sure the I did. I did bird like bird nerds or are tough people. I did like this, like I did like that somebody sent them a 55 gallon drum of lube. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> anyway, well, they might be able to control the the hawks or the sparrows and get them to cluck your eyes out or something, man. Those bird people. Yeah, the birds are remote control. How come they didn't just unleash the birds on them? <laughs> birds aren't real. Anyway, here's 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 his ad. He's running for, um, I believe, Ohio uh, governor. We'll find out in the ad. There's a new threat in this great land, and it's come to Idaho. Idaho. It can take on many forms and names, but we know it as the cult. With feverish hate, they want to destroy our sacred values, beliefs, and what is... Oh, this is good. There's only one way to fight this evil. Find them... them out who are the woke 
Hold on, pause it, Dave. I, for the people listening to the podcast, I have to describe this to you. It is a it is a dark night. There are, are are people dressed up in these like satanic ritual hoods, but they have black surgical masks on. And Almond Bundy comes up in his pickup truck and like parts the sea of people, just pushes them to the side and starts trying to put out this campfire with his goddamn cowboy hat. This is amazing. It's like that scene from Eyes Wide Shut, but not exactly. (laughs) For now, they failed. But they're still lurking in the darkness. And this battle has just begun. And it looked like they kind of used a fisheye lens on that last one when they when they said lurking in the darkness. It cut to a shot of one of the the hooded figures, and they kind of distorted it a little bit, make it look like a you know like a hunched over kind of figure going on. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna skip ahead a little on this docket here. You can hit bang docket in the chat by the way if you want to see what's on our story list. Here's humorist. You know, you know, humorist means somebody is like a comedian who's not funny, right? Like, um, humorist. PJ O'Rourke called himself a humorist. That's all I'm saying. I liked PJ o- PJ O'Rourke. He he was he tickled my uh, taint sometimes. Huh. People disagree. Anyway, here's a uh, David Sedaris doing a, a humorism. I never liked the term coming out. Still, I did it. That was back in the 1970s. Now I'm having to do it all over again. I'm 65 years old. I've been with the same guy for 31 years. And on this day, Congratulations. I'm in the world that I'm straight. I haven't met Wait, anyone what? else. I haven't fallen in love with a woman. I'm simply done fighting the term queer. What bothers me is not that it used to be a slur. I just don't see why I have to be rebranded for the fourth time in my life. I started as a homosexual, became gay, then LGBT, and now queer. And for what? Why the makeovers? And what? Wait, what? Yeah, this is ridiculous, isn't it? I don't even know what he's upset about, sir. Like, they're like some of those are synonyms. The LGBT—that's just like the whole community and what people identify as. None of this makes sense. But I like the flower on your lapel. Does it shoot water, you clown? I read an interview with a woman who identifies as queer because she's tall. That's it. She's never had a relationship with another woman. For a humorist, you sure can't tell when someone's trolling you. I care to, for all I know. So what does it mean that we're both suddenly queer? I'm not tall, just the opposite. There are parking meters that stand higher than I do. I'm told that queer is about inclusion. It's an umbrella that lesbians and non-binary people and bisexuals and tall women can all stand under. But why not just say, I'm intersex, I'm trans, I'm a lesbian, etc. Why do we need an ever-changing umbrella? Is it just to make the parades easier? It no longer matters what you are in practice, just how you identify. I'm going with heterosexual because, like the words Jewish or female, it rarely, if ever, changes. I need a resting place, and this is as good a one as any. So from here on out, I'm as straight as I come, but with a boyfriend. None of that made sense. And somebody, a producer at CBS, gave that the okay. Said, yes, David Sedaris, that's a good piece. We're going to air that. Or did somebody go, that's a good piece. We're going to air that. Somebody's like, well, this is, in fact, my last week on the job here. So let's uh, let's while out a little bit. 
let's let's air this aggressively unfunny bit of video from uh, David Sedaris. I didn't know he was a humorist. I thought he was like a, um, I thought he was like a columnist. Yeah, 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 I thought he wrote for newspapers and shit. Because I think one, I read that. I think I or started reading that. And went, this is stupid. <laughs> so apparently, you can in fact get yourself banned from uh, the Newsmax channel. And uh, so I'm confusing her with Laura Loomer. I don't know who Laura Logan is. Apparently, she used to be a bit more of a political insider. I know she. I think she worked for the Trump administration. She was part of the Republican establishment for. A good amount of time and uh she got a uh, she got kind of swept away in the uh in the crazy okay then friend of ours an investigative journalist extraordinaire and more importantly a good friend of mine as well lara logan welcome lara Larry, I mean, it's amazing what's going on right here in this city, New York City. These, these invaders, these illegal... New York City? Get a rope. Takes them in. They're building 10 cities. There's Xbox. There's entertainment forum. There's three square meals. If you're in Venezuela where inflation is going through the roof and you can barely feed your family, why... You don't even have an Xbox. Why not come here? It's a much better lifestyle for them. Well, not only is it a better lifestyle for him, Eric, but basically you're creating a two-tier system where um, people who... Do I like that accent? Ma'am, talk to me like that. ...are of any responsibility for that. And then they're subject to a different set of rules to every other American. And it's really interesting because, you know, we live in a moment where you can see all over the place that this administration is desperate to incite some kind of event right? Incite people to act that will prove the lie of white terrorism and white supremacy in America today and give them an excuse to crack down, right? They need a rice that fire. And, um, and when oh. you see the way that they're flaunting... I mean, we have a mass shooting every other day. Well, the rice dog fire... I think fire, technically... The, the rice technically dog fire is not... To be every day. The rice dog fire is not analogous to your average mass shooting. The rice dog fire is possibly a false flag event perpetrated by the nazis on themselves well she was talking about the administration needed a reason to crack down and was trying to work up people on this white supremacy thing so i guess i was going with the mass shooting like the buffalo shooter and stuff was where my mind went the separate set of rules for illegal immigrants you have to wonder and at least ask the question if part of the motivation um, or maybe just one of the benefits is that they know that they're rubbing the face of the average american and especially at a moment in this country where people's more i mean heaven forbid my government rub my face in the fact that sometimes people who come here are treated kindly i don't even know what my face is being rubbed in Sounds kinky, though. The roof, where food prices are going through the roof, where people are very soon going to start losing their homes, losing their jobs, and so on. And, um, you know, when you look at that in terms of the bigger picture here, anyone who's trying to unite this country, anyone who's trying to uh, strengthen the economy and save the economy, they're not doing what the Biden administration is doing. And all of this nonsense about, oh, how you need illegal immigrants to come and do the jobs Americans are too lazy to do. You know what? I live in a town of illegal immigrants and nobody wants to do the, that work. Okay. Nobody, not even the people who are illegal. A lot of, but if time. you don't like them and you have money, why do you No, whatever? She's just and lying. So, you know, all people are the same, really. That's what I'm trying to say. All people are the same. And when your own people are in the most dire economic circumstances that they've been in, in living memory for you to be creating a second tier system that 
by the way, doesn't help the people who are illegal very much either. I mean, you may get a place rent free in New York City, but if you don't get a job and you can't feed your kids and you're far away from home um, and, you know, there's no future and so on and so on. Um, these people's lives, they while they may be easier in some respects than Americans, they're not great for them either, especially when you consider that they were born here by it's, right? It's the, it's the first step. It's the first step of divide and conquer. It's the first step of getting citizenship and voting rights to these illegals. You piss off, you tick off the, the, the people who are picking up the tab for this in New York City, the place where Mayor Adams is, is giving these people, you know, Xbox and meals and entertainment and, and beds. And the, the, in New York City, you pay an eight and a half percent tax in New York State, another four and a half percent just to live and work in New York City. You're paying 50 percent of your income to the government one shape, way, shape or form. And you're ticked off if you're making a lot of money yeah. and freeloading. So you divide the population and then you conquer them. Then you get them to agree to you get your side to agree to give these people. Voting. Are we looking at a shelter right now? A tent holding public office again. They're like, we don't and like tents unless there's a racist tent revival happening there. Right, Eric, but you know what? It's even bigger than that. Because, um, I, I, you know, I, I spoke to a man who was actually... And they give him access to laundry and stuff? That's fantastic. He said he was... Uh, he infiltrated the global uh, cabal at the UN level, right? Uh -oh. And one of the things that he uh, was able to... Uh, oh, these, looks like the, these look like the setups for people after na natural disasters experience what he witnessed himself was uh, these documents that show that the plan there is a plan and this was several years ago right the plan was to infiltrate a hundred million illegal immigrants and at that point they were already at 40 million and these people would dilute what they called the pool of patriots those were oh no diluting the pool this is that great replacement shit diluting the pool of patriots and they would not be taught that America is a great country and trained to say... I'm not high enough for this shit, Dave. So on and so on. They would be taught all the negative things that were taught about the U.S. today that our own children are taught. And, and what would be the effect of diluting the pool of patriots? Well, it would be to break down this sense of pride in being American and what it means to be American. And why was that so important? Well, because part two of that plan is to go to these people and say, you know what? You got relatives in Guatemala and in Mexico and here or there. It's really hard for them still you should be able to send money more easily you should be able to visit them more easily they should be able to travel here move here more easily and so why don't we have guess what a regional government canada the u.s and mexico and once you break you break down nationalism and you break down national sovereignty with a you know with a regional government like that these are the steps to one world government they're not stupid enough to tell you what they really intend. Just like Obama said, remember this at the end of the, after the 2020 elections when Obama said- But I thought they were stupid enough because they called it the Great Reset at the World Economic Forum. It wasn't because they don't want to defund the police. It was because telling people your intent when it's that extreme and radical yeah. and nobody wants it, right? Except the lunatics. It's, it's, who, it's right out of, it's right out of the playbook. The right out of the socialist playbook. You divide and conquer. You don't tell yep. them your intent. You get people to come in. You got your useful idiots. Those of us who are what's the socialist playbook? The, the Communist people. Manifesto. And they lie about yep. it. Yeah. How's it end? Dos capital. Well, How does badly. It, end? <laughs> it ends badly for some. Um, okay, so on a serious note, 
um, you know, people of all faiths have said to me that this is a spiritual battle. I am a firm and solid and immovable believer in God. And I believe that God wins. I believe that good is greater than evil. And I believe that the fallen angel, otherwise known as Satan, doesn't get to prevail in this world. So um, if you follow the Bible or if you follow the Quran or you follow uh, the Book of Mormon, you know, people talk in various different ways about the end times. And if you fight for God, God will fight for you. But people, final, humanity... Final thought, Lara. Uh, final thought, though. I have to, I have to ask you this, because my, my audience is, is very... Final thought is the 14 words. Loving, et cetera. Final thought. I only have a couple <laughs> seconds, please. Um, does, you might not be joking. That's why you got banned. Close border. It's much bigger than that. God believes in that in, in sovereignty and national identity and the sanctity of family and all the things that we've lived with from the beginning of time. And he knows that the open border is Satan's way of taking control of the world through all of these uh, people who are his stooges and his and his uh, servants. And they may think that they're going to become gods. That's what they tell us. You have Alnoa Harari and, and all the rest of them at the World Economic Forum. You know, the ones who want us eating insects, cockroaches and that while they dine. Uh, on the blood of children. Yeah. Those are the people. Whoa. Not Whoa, while they dine on what? And all the rest of them at the World Economic Forum. You know, the ones who want us eating insects, cockroaches, and that while they dine uh, on the blood yeah. of children. Blood libel. It's fucking straight up blood libel. Yeah. All right. Well, let's hope. So, Laura. Oh, well, that's how you get kicked off of Newsmax. You just straight up do blood libel. They're, they're dining on the blood of the children, actually. Maybe I'm just jaded, but it just seems like normal banter for right-wingers. Nah, that blood libel shit is, like, even too far, probably, for most right-wingers. That shit right there is a nasty history. A QAnon is a blood libel internet call. Like, That's I, one of the, like, it, it seems like they are so prevalent, and I thought Newsmax, that was their audience. Uh, OAN probably wouldn't have kicked her off for that. Newsmax is trying to somehow, some way, hold on to some semblance of credibility. Like they were the first one to back down to Dominion and Smartmatic and issue uh, the uh, the apologies even before uh, certain people at Fox did and whatnot. Newsmax is definitely trying to keep their operation in order so that the people running it can continue to make money. Well, and they got so, Eric Bowling, so yep, yep. That's how, but that's how you get kicked off of Newsmax. Apparently, you just straight up throw the blood libel out there for everybody. Well, here we got Baked Alaska and Ali Alexander. They're going to talk about. Uh, you know what? What you got to do? What you got to do to take political power? Was well, this like the self-incrimination? No, Ali Alexander got off, didn't he? He cooperated. It's all about will willpower. Like, are you willing to set yourself on fire for what you want? Yeah. You know, to win, and our side has got to be a higher concentration of yes. Right mm -hmm. now, they're willing to break the constitution, break the law, imprison political prisoners, act like Soviet punks, and. Do all of that. We Punk rock in the Soviet Union was probably that. dope. We have to jail Democrats. We have to censor their asses. We have to make them oh, beg yeah. Oh, for yeah. this treaty with us. Oh, yeah. Understanding. There's no point in coming to an understanding before we have buy-in from them. That's right. So we got to make them hurt. That's right. Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, you said that so well. We haven't literally gone through hell in these last few years. The political persecution, uh, how the January 6th people have been treated like absolute terrorists. I mean, they literally call us terrorists. 
Uh, wow. I, I I mean, I'm just looking forward yeah, to... Yeah, you do specifically, or terrorists. I'll do it to me. the fuck out of CNN and all those pieces of shit. Dude, it's terrible yeah. what they've done to us. All the, uh, you know, income we've lost from being banned from social media. Oh, yeah. All the relationship, like, I am ready to go ham on them. But, you know, got to get, gotta get my money right. Got to finish my legal shit and all that. His friends are making fun of him. His friends are making fun of him. Also, like... One of the funniest things we ever watched was uh, Baked Alaska did like a nine hour YouTube live to basically complain that he'd been kicked off of Twitter. Well, can I say that Baked Alaska looked better than I've ever seen him looking? He was snazzy with that haircut and those glasses. That's the worst I've ever seen Ali Alexander look because usually he's got a snazzy suit on. What is going on here? So those glasses actually are like a like kind of a symbol of like white nationalism. The Groypers wear them. Nick Fuentes's group. Oh really? See, I just looked at it as like a '80s flashback vaporwave cyberpunk kind of thing aesthetic. Well, that's because I'm not steeped in this culture. That's that's how it started out. This is what they do. Fascists will always, always reappropriate something interesting going on in pop culture. Always. Okay. Always. God, always. I'm going to get canceled now, aren't I? Uh, well, <laughs> luckily enough, more people consume this as an audio than a, than a video show, I suppose. <laughs> anyway, here's Candace Owens asking the tough questions about child labor. Why don't children work anymore? Now, I know you're interested in thinking of Candace because, I don't know, it's a form of slavery to have children work. Children should just be able to enjoy their childhood. But there is something about working that establishes a better human being. We are not creating Isn't that why you give kids chores? Quality human beings anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like it but those are adults at work. That everyone is so entitled to everything. I shared with you many episodes ago the story about the assistant that I had, 22 years old is how old he was, asking to make $135,000 a year after a month of work. Why? I've seen the Daily Wire's office. He did too, apparently. You know what real work is. You have children uh, that grow up to become the adults like they're facing right now at Goldman Sachs that say, we're being abused. Yes, we make, I don't know, almost $100,000 a year, and we are, but we're working long hours, and we should If you just started at Goldman and you're making less than $100,000 a year, you're a terrible negotiator. have to work long hours. I'd say they have a floor of, like, young, hungry upstarts that they think have potentials that maybe they sign on, you know, at a, at a, at a, at a low price or something. See who, dog eat dog, see who can uh, rise above. I'd be willing to bet that they have a boutique firm that they send those people to. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, fair enough. It's a, it's still a Goldman firm, right? But that's, I mean, that's what I would do if I was a monster. You need a training ground. Mm. Oh God, you're you're pulling up my buddy. Speaking of monsters, yeah, monster indeed. But once called me a formidable voice in the culture, so he the man wrong. knows talent. Yeah, he wasn't wrong. Here's Matt Walsh talking about what should happen to anyone who just even attends a drag queen story hour or any place where there are drag queens and children. Now, a few things here are confusing. Well, more than a few things, but focusing just on, on these for a moment. For one thing, the pronoun situation is all over the map. Okay, it's not clear of the various people mentioned here which are actually females, though they all use female pronouns. I mean, it doesn't really make a difference, I suppose. The child is being exploited either way. The adults are creeps and degenerates and worse either way. 
Um, but that is a confusing aspect of this. Also, I was not previously familiar with the term drag mom, though from context, it seems that this is just another way of describing a professional groomer. <laughs> the, uh, quote, drag child is handed over to the drag mom to be groomed and conditioned. It seems to be essentially a sort of pedophilic, predatory farm system that the groomers have set up. I've never even heard of this. So, I, and the, what? the thing with drag is like, wouldn't you say like it's more harking back to like a vaudeville kind of performance? Like this is this is steeped in our fucking culture. I can show you pictures of the the military like pausing their drag show to go out and 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 uh, protect themselves from an incoming Nazi attack from World War Two. Like this is a thing that's been going on forever. What is wrong with you, Matt Walsh? And it can be a good history lesson, and it shows that there are other types of people. And, and like, I just, I hate you. I hate you so much, Matt Walsh. What can be done about this? That's really the question. We've established that this is happening, and it's only getting worse over time. Progressivism does what the name suggests, what the label suggests. It's progressivism. It's progressive. Except that it progresses in the same sense that, say, cancer progresses. It keeps spreading and getting worse and eating away at our civilization until it is stopped or until it destroys its host. And just like cancer, stopping it is not a gentle or a painless process. The farther along the cancer is, the more aggressive. I, I see the theme running through your show tonight, sir. Approaching, if we haven't already reached, a terminal state, which means we have to be all the more aggressive, which calls for two things. First, obviously, involving children in drag events in any capacity should be outright criminalized everywhere. There, there is so for a little kid, right, to them, a drag queen probably is just a different kind of clown. And I think the drag performers view themselves that way. Colorful, fun, fun to dance and like they love that kind of music. Because it's usually very poppy, very upbeat. Fucking the kids get to like shake their booties and shit. I've been to many drag shows where there is not a single minor in the room because it's at a bar and there's still no like nudity. The drag, the queens are dressed to the nines, baby. Dressed to the nines, baby. Well, I have a video on my channel of a, a conservative Karen going nuts at a school board meeting. Now, she is a paid activist, one of these mama bears, what they call them. And she is wearing the outfit that the drag queen is wearing. And everyone that has came, which let me tell you, like 99% down votes. I've been brigaded on this. Uh, I like... You know, I've gotten 25 upvotes and 1,500 downvotes because right-wingers have just been all over this video calling me a groomer and a pedophile and shit. But every single one of them says, like, oh, his cheeks were hanging out. Oh, he's, he's uh, exposing his buttocks. And I'm like, those are skin-colored leggings. Right. He is covered from head to toe and it's like you're seeing what you want to see or something is it like are these people that dumb or are they just convincing themselves that something else is happening there is no other way you know this this doesn't stop until police are You're so bigoted they cannot see reality the right criminalized everywhere there, there is no other way you know this this doesn't stop until police are breaking down the doors at these places and carting the adults away in handcuffs 
charged them all as pedophiles. So for they would have to be charged with a crime. Pedo- being a pedophile isn't a crime. Throw them in prison. It would be child abuse, uh, lewd and lascivious acts. Um, sometimes, you know, sending pictures, that kind of stuff. It's behavior, not personal dispositions that we criminalize. Out, if they do get out, put them on the sex offender registry for life. We're going to a drag show with that kids around? the first clip, dancing around with his skirt up, should be treated legally as a child predator. That, that's the level of protection that our children are owed, and the people sexualizing and exploiting them are owed that level of punishment. This is something that needs to start in red states. The thing is, is like he's the only one sexualizing here. It should be handled on the federal level as well. I know Most crimes are not federal crimes. Federal crimes involve generally money going across state lines. The feds bust you for money shit most of the time. They don't bust you for, that would be state crimes. The state is, the, the state government is the one who comes after you for a crime unless you've gone across state lines. So the federal government isn't going to do shit. We're going to go a little long, but I got two more that I want to do. Um, we didn't get through everything. We might cover a couple of these in red light, but I, we actually never do that because we end off up, off in some other shit. The first one is just uh, Dave Rubin. Because, of course, Dave Rubin. Dave Rubin's going to talk about what happens at a party. Because got- Dave Rubin's the kind of guy that's been to so many parties. If you're in a room with a bunch of conservatives and a liberal... Oh, shit, I like the Russian translation at the bottom. That's a nice walks in ...or a lefty walks in. For the most part, everyone's going to be pretty nice. Everyone might ask them, you know, what they think about things, and they might get into a political conversation. It's very unlikely that they'll be yelled at or kicked out or anything like that. People behind their back might be like, boy, this guy's a real schmuck. But Are you should, but you've never been to a party with me, Dave. Some level of respect within that. Like, we can exist in the same space. Now try to do the reverse of that. You're at a lefty party and a conservative walks in. Nobody will want to talk to that person. He will most likely be kicked out and he will be called all of the worst things. And that is what the danger of what the left has done has caused. The left is when bad party. <laughs> the left is when people at a party don't like you. <laughs> I don't... <sighs> I've I've found the opposite to be true that leftist spaces are pretty open and welcoming and that conservative spaces are very uh uh prone to gatekeeping and purity tests too. Like you don't like that you think purity tests are bad on the left, man, the right will eat each other. Just look what I Jacob Chanley, the QAnon shaman. So we got one more here. You're probably not familiar at all with this guy. This is Lex Fridman. He is No one of the IDW hangers on this is uh the the bad stats here actually because it's uh Halloween it's the bat stats uh help I'm six hours into Lex's interview and Lex is talking about how long form podcasting could have helped the world understand Hitler's heart his description is making IDW content accessible to those with average IQs and below you you isn't that insulting to your fans, Bat Stat? It's a joke. Oh, okay. Well, that's funny. Oh, is he? Is is this guy based? Did I did I get trolled? The Bat Stats is one of we put. We probably have one, one or more clips from the Bat Stats every every week. Yeah, it's a joke. It's about how the people in the IDW are incredibly high IQ and all this, right? So it's making. This oh, stuff. okay, okay. It's it's goofing on how smart they think they are. Anyway. 
This is six hours into a fucking podcast interview this guy was doing with I don't even know who the other guy is. And Lex is just, again, he's just going to, you know, it's like six hours into Lex Fridman and chill, and he says this. One of the reasons I like long-form podcasts or interviews, long-form unedited interviews, there's been shows throughout the 20th century that do that kind of thing, but they seem to be rare. Uh, That podcast made it much more popular and common. Is It somehow makes it easier not to do this kind of bullshit journalism that the gotcha uh, stuff. Yeah. I, I feel like asking interesting and deep questions allow, I think you could sit down with Hitler in 1940, 1941, 1942. And the podcast actually serve a purpose. In 41 and 42, mid world war two. Mid world war two, a purpose of one, which is very important, get good information for the future. So history can study it. And two, reveal to the world the way a man thinks that is beyond the propaganda. <laughs> well, I mean, at this point, to sit down with Hitler would... Well, by by nineteen I, by I, 1942, it wasn't like he was available for podcast interviews in the United States, right? We're pretty 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 steeped in a war and it's i don't know if like sitting down for six hours and talking to somebody is like a really good way to like sit down and talk to them and never ask them a difficult question is like a really good way to get any information all you're doing is fucking you know yeah the only way this this works is like if it's a a confrontational thing like a barbara walter sitting down with a Gaddafi or a white like and being i i think that happened <laughs> Maybe I dreamt it. But I mean, like the funny, the interesting thing about this is this is what happens when you do a six hour interview with somebody, right? You end up just pulling, saying some dumb shit. You do six hours, no clips, no breaks, no. I mean, they probably did bathroom breaks and stuff, right? But you do like six hours where all you're doing is talking mostly about how great it is that you're having the fucking conversation in the first place, because that's probably what like Lex's conversation with this guy was. Then you end up just saying some dumb shit about fucking Oh, we could have understood Hitler's heart if we would have just had a six-hour podcast with him. Those types of podcasts have to be things that chuds fall asleep to, right? It's 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 complicated because I'm not sure that uh, chud. It's not quite the chud audience. It's like the actually guy audience, the sort of like the the people who were like like gamer gators but want to seem like they're intelligent. It's like the Sam Harris, Jordan Peterson kind of audience that he's okay. going for. Not like, not like the, uh, not like the Nick Fuentes audience. Speaking of Nick Fuentes, everybody, uh, during red light. Um, well, that's it for the podcast, everybody. Thanks for uh, tuning in for the podcast. If you, uh, want the rest of the show via audio only, you can grab it at patreon.com slash echoplex five bucks a month gets you all of our podcast recordings from beginning to end. And of course, if you don't have the money or just don't want to spend it, go ahead and hit us up. We're easy to get a hold of. We're not really paywalling. A fucking mp3 over five dollars because that's pathetic this has been the plex i'm producer dave uh, justin freaking has been a fabulous co-host this week and uh, we'll be back with red light in just a couple minutes change the color of the lights in my room change the contents of my beverage this is boomers by periscope and uh we'll see everybody on the flip side
If you like what we're doing at Echoplex and aren't into Twitch, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Echoplex. For $5, you can get every show from beginning to end sent to you as an MP3. Even the stuff we bleep out because it's too spicy for Twitch. Echoplex would not be where we are today if it wasn't for the community support we receive. Find out all the ways you can support the show at echoplexmedia.com slash support.